I remember there was one Monday where a TikTok of our customer who was swapping through their tops on a video went viral and had millions of views overnight. And we were all wondering like, why is there so much traffic on our website right now? And we tracked it back down to that TikTok. And this was just a customer sharing how much they love their pair, swapping through the different colors. We quickly realized that this could be a huge growth strategy and, and channel unlock for us. Welcome to Sit Down Startup Founder Podcast, where we interview top founders on all things growth, retention, expansion. It's our goal to help you learn from the best by hearing exactly what they did so you can apply those similar approaches to your seed and Series A company. I'm your host, Adam O'Donnell, former founder in Silicon Valley VC. I currently manage VC and startup partnerships at Zendesk for Startups here in Silicon Valley. Zendesk for Startups offers six months free for all things Zendesk for all qualified high growth companies. This week, I had the pleasure of interviewing Pair Eyewear's founder and CEO, Nathan Katamuri. Biggest learnings? Well, first, they've raised over $73 million so far from top firms like Norwest Venture Partners, NEA, Precursor, Sandhill Angels, just to name a few. Nathan said his biggest superpower as a founder is listening to customers. I know it sounds simple. You've heard it a hundred times. He and his co-founder took it to the next level. Me as a former founder, the challenge is always when customers tell you something, you have to go a level deeper and ask, what are they really trying to accomplish? What are they really saying here? Second, TikTok. As you just heard, the moment when all the traffic came to their website and they tracked it down to that TikTok post with that had over a million views, double down where you're winning. They said, okay, great. This is where we're winning. Let's go there. All the founders out there right now, just ask, where are you winning? Like really, right now, where are you winning? Go do more of that. It's a great episode. You're going to learn a lot. This week's partner spotlight is SOSV. They're one of the most active venture capital funds in the world. They have over 2,300 investments, according to Crunchbase. Thanks for being a great Zendesk partner. Nathan, welcome to Sit Down Startup. We're so excited to have you here. And I'm really excited to just dive into the, the early growth days at Pair Eyewear and appreciate the introduction by Ben Siegel and uh, Greg Geibel uh, at the Zendesk team. So, the, the first question is just, uh, when did you first found the company? Yeah, so I founded the company with my co-founder, Sophia, right out of Stanford undergrad. And we, we launched to market in, in early 2019, um, really to just provide an entirely better experience for eyewear to people all around the world. And what was the product, what was the initial product of the company compared to where it is now? Yeah, yeah, great question, Adam. So the initial product, um, and I'll, I'll start with where the idea came from. The idea for Pair really stemmed from my experience of wearing glasses my entire life and recognizing how awful the experience of wearing glasses generally is, both when you're a kid um, and glasses is really stigmatizing and staunting wearing glasses for the first time as a child. And the glasses out there on the market are just really unfashionable, boring. It's it's like a static medical device. And you fast forward to being an adult and the experience really hasn't changed. It's still this static um, you know, medical device that you wear day in, day out, but don't really get the opportunity to make your own and really accessorize. And so we sort of got to thinking, Sophia and I, we, we've been best friends since freshman year at Stanford. And the idea came about our senior year when I was just telling Sophia all about this experience of mine wearing glasses and you know, we got to thinking everything else in your life, like your shoes, your clothes, jewelry, accessories, they're all dynamic. They're all an extension of you and your personality, but glasses just didn't have that. And that's really at the core of what we wanted to bring to glasses for people. 
And the idea was originally focused on the children's eyewear market, really in that, you know, we wanted to make that experience for children just less stigmatizing, more fun, make glasses something that they enjoyed wearing. And so we talked to hundreds of families around the Bay Area, talked to their children and asked, you know, what do you want from a pair of glasses? What would make you excited about glasses? And they all kept saying that they wanted to be able to change the colors and match the designs for their clothes and wear a Spider-Man pair of glasses one day or a Golden State Warriors pair the next day. And so we essentially developed a product innovation and solution for that problem. We developed continually customizable glasses where people can just swap on and off what we call a top frame to change the look and design your glasses. So I can rock this blue tie-dye design, this green tortoise, or even turn glasses into prescription sunglasses. All really easy, simple with the snap, um, thousands of different designs. But yeah, we really started within that children's space. And then after time, adults and parents and families all really wanted it for themselves too. So then we expanded uh, the core demographic to really be glasses personalized at your door in under a week, uh, no matter who you are. Cool. This is just a great example of you're not like reinventing the wheel here. You're just going to the market and you're closing that gap between, hey, like we, we still need to have these glasses, obviously, uh, but they've been treated just like a medical device, as you said on your mission statement, like making them more than just that. How big are you now in terms of any metrics you could share with the audience? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, so we've grown a ton over the past few years in market. Um, we're now about almost 90 people full time across the country. We've got our HQ in New York City. Um, we've also built up an entire manufacturing facility and vertically integrated supply chain that sits out in Southern California. So we've got a team out there. Um, we're growing a customer experience team in Nashville. Um, so we start, we're starting to have a big team out there as well. Um, so we've really grown a ton over the past three years and excited for the journey ahead. Well, take us back to some of the early days right before the initial hockey stick moments that you had to be able to raise the kind of money that you've raised from some of the top investors as well is, is really impressive. Is there a specific growth strategy or tactic that you remember a story that you can kind of take us into for a founder who's now in that position right now, right before the, the big early growth? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Adam. So I think there were a couple moments, I'll, I'll pinpoint two moments where I think we really a few moments, I'll, I'll pick a few moments where we really hit, hit some big growth um, within the company. So the first was, or at least our, with, through our journey, what we first really set out to do is provide this better eye care experience to children, right? And so we got customizable eyewear, personalized glasses out to children, um, and they really loved it. So we kept hearing from families, from the parents and from the kids that they really loved the glasses, it made them excited to wear them, and at that point, our initial product offering was just a few frame shapes and maybe 10 of these top frames per shape of our base frames. Um, so you could switch through you know, a handful of colors, but there weren't really a ton of optionality or availability. Um, so one moment in learning was that you know, people just wanted more. And so we needed to be able to make more of these top frames faster, quicker, um, and we developed a whole new proprietary production process that allowed us to develop these top frames on demand, put whatever design we want onto them. And that just really 
completely just expanded that product and consumer experience where now they're not just switching between one or two top frames, but they're coming back to buy tons and tons of tops. We, we started partnering with the world's largest entertainment studios and sports leagues, fashion brands, art, um, celebrities. So we now, you know, allow children and adults alike to rock their favorite Spider-Man design or their favorite Golden State Warriors design. And, and what we imagined way back when at Stanford actually came to fruition. So I think that, you know, extension of the product innovation has allowed us to create the most retention focused business model within the eyewear space. But now our customers are coming back to pair to purchase top frames daily, weekly, and monthly. And so the lifetime value of our customers are higher than any other eyewear company before us because traditionally, when you're buying glasses, you're purchasing glasses maybe once every three years when your glasses um, break or your prescription changes. But with Pair, we've really changed that uh, business model and changed that experience. So from a business model standpoint, that was a true huge unlock for us. Um, and then the other big area that I think uh, was really exciting for us and was sort of an aha moment is that we've become sort of the forefront of uh, TikTok as a channel and our community and customer base actually spearheaded that. So I remember there was you know one Monday where a TikTok of our customer who was swapping through their tops on a video went viral and had millions of views overnight. And we were all wondering, like, why is there so much traffic on our website right now? Why are so many people shopping? And we tracked it back down to that TikTok. Um, and this was just a customer sharing how much they love their pair, swapping through the different colors. Um, and we quickly realized that this could be a huge growth strategy and, and channel unlock for us. Um, so we doubled down into that. We started promoting um, our customers to share videos on TikTok, and they were doing it already organically. And then we you know, since built out a TikTok influencer strategy and today it makes up, you know, almost a third of our customer base coming from the channel. Um, so we've been able to really scale efficiently uh, and tremendously through that channel. Wow. Well, let's unpack both of these. Uh, like the LTV piece is amazing. I'm sure investors are really excited about that. Yeah. Um, help me with that decision and what it was like to be like, okay, we have some optionality. What was that decision like Was within like the founding team? Was there anyone who was like, hey, maybe we don't need to prioritize like creating a whole nother production process. Like maybe we just need to keep doing what we're doing. Maybe we have enough options already. Was there anything around that decision you could focus on? Yeah. So um, with that decision, it was pretty self-explanatory. So, I mean, we always set out to create this new consumer experience around glasses that was accessorized that you could change on a daily basis. And so it was a pretty easy decision to go out and spend time on, finding an even better way to do it than was traditionally possible. And that's what we did. We developed it on our own because traditionally you can't make designs like the designs that we put out into the market um, and you can't do it quickly. So we, we knew we wanted to do that and our customers were telling us, hey, I want more tops. So that one was actually a pretty easy decision. I'd say one other big growth moment for us, which I think was a tougher decision was when we actually expanded our core business to go beyond just the children's market. And so, you know, there was a long, for a long time and a long period of time, we were only selling to children and adults were constantly asking us, hey, 
you know, can you make these for us? Or they were actually purchasing our largest children's frames and just like making do with what they had. And so that kept happening month over month, they kept growing. And then we had the decision, you know, do we not shift focus, but expand focus to be personalized eyewear for everybody? Or do we really continue to focus so specifically on creating the best experience possible for children and families? Um, and there were board level discussions about that where we discussed, you know, the pros and cons of each, what, what you know, could our brand become within each categories. And obviously, you know, the eyewear market doesn't have a lot of, you know, unique new modern players in this space. It's really owned by large incumbents. So we, we really thought we had a huge opportunity to bring this personalized eye care experience to the entire market and why stop the children. Um, and the market was much bigger. It's a $140 billion global market. So we really went for it and thought we could achieve it. And to, to date now, our core customer are really adults and, and children are still purchasing, but the majority of our customers are adults. That's a big decision. I could have seen how someone in that boardroom might have said, hey, is this a flashy thing to jump on when we need to stay focused on what we're winning, where we're winning exactly. on? Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly what the discussion was. Of, you know, we, we set out to build a children's company, you know, maybe we should stay focused there. Um, but Sophia and I really knew that we were kind of sitting on an untapped pot of gold um, where our customers kept asking us for this. And you can't really, you can't hide away from that for too long before, you know, you're just going to miss out on an opportunity. Absolutely. Did you go back and actually change your mission statement? Yeah, we, we essentially did. We, we changed it to be more broad and more broadly focused on everybody instead of just a core single demographic of children. And that's why, you know, it wasn't really a pivot. It was more so just an expansion, right? And, and expanding who we were offering care to, which was everybody. And then, you know, looking back, you ask yourself, yeah, why shouldn't personalized eyewear be for everybody? Everybody should be able to switch up the glasses in the way they want, have it be an extension of them and their personality, because we all enjoy doing it with our shoes, our clothes, jewelry, right, accessories, hats. And so it, it just made such obvious sense. And it's kind of funny that, you know, we really started out in the kids space and it was to, to prove out that business model and, and product innovation. Uh, but now it just all makes all the sense in the world to, to be offering it for everybody. The reason I just have stayed on this is because it's just such a big deal. We honor the mission as a founder more than anything, because it's like, that's ultimately what we're doing. So to even adjust that at all is, mm -hmm. is tough. Even though this is like, hey, we're still helping kids. It just, I can see that I would have been the one with my old founder who would have been like, yeah, let's do it. It'll be a bigger market, all this stuff. Yeah. But it's like, hey, like, let's stay true to who we initially said we were. But the thing is, you've been able to do both. Have you broken up the company where there's still like people who are just focusing on the kids? division mingle it's, it's all yeah it's all really one group you know the whole company's focused on everybody right and so we do things that are you know like on the website or in the experience that we're really optimizing that for children or we're optimizing it for adults but we don't really break up the company like teams in that way um, but really like we believe that the experience should be available and shoppable and exciting for you, no matter who you are, children, parent, adult, whatever it is. Well, let's dive into the second piece that you talked about yeah. around the 
channel. I, I love this one because it's not like you were sitting in the boardroom saying, hey, like, how can we figure out what channel we should do? This one came and hit you in the face, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. This one really uh, hit us by surprise. And it's one of those serendipitous uh, moments within a company's journey where you have this light bulb moment of, oh my goodness, this could be a really fascinating uh, and huge growth unlocked for us as a company. Um, and it also goes to show that you know, I think for us, it was a it was a tell that the product itself sort of speaks for itself visually when you get to see it, and it you know you don't have to explain oh what is pear it's, it's so quick and instant and tangible for what we're doing it's it's just making glasses personalized it's making them customizable you can change it up whenever you want to match your mood style your interests um, how you're feeling that day right and. TikTok as a channel really promotes that mentality. And so the way the algorithm works is it basically picks up and starts showing people videos if it's getting a lot of likes, a lot of comments. And because the concept of personalized and customized glasses was so new, we're the first to really ever do it, it started to get so much traction. And now that, that's what we found all our videos get. And so it was this moment of, you know, after the weekend we were, just questioning, like, where did all this traffic come from? What, what's going on? What is this TikTok video um, that has, you know, thousands of comments after a couple of days and millions of views? And how can we now make that more part of our community, more part of our ethos? Um, and so the videos now today are really just people showing off their pair, their personality, who they are, why they love their glasses. Um, and we've heard some pretty incredible videos and incredible stories of how people um, have really just for the first time started to feel comfortable in their glasses and excited about sharing who they are through their glasses the same way they have, you know, every other product in their life. So powerful. And just taking away any shame that someone would have around the embarrassment of that and making it not only it's not a detractor anymore. It's like a highlight. It's like kids who are jealous now or <laughs> who are like, I just want to have glasses because they look fashion. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of both kids and adults who are now just buying pair just because it's fun and they want to be able to show off new designs and, and wear a cool pair of glasses on a Zoom call. Um, and just it's really just a sense of fashion at this point. The last question, it's uh, off this, but it is what is your biggest superpower as a founding CEO? Ooh, that is a good question. I would say our biggest or my biggest superpower as, as a founder and a CEO has been really just listening to our customer and following them every step of the way. I think there, there can never be enough said about listening and focusing and honing in on your customer, what they want, who they are, what they need, um, and what they're looking for from you as a company. And so I think we as a team I mean, it's really a testament to the team is that we have just done a great job of constantly keeping up our, our finger on the pulse of that, whether it be the new designs of tops that we're launching to stay relevant. We launched an amazing um, collection in collaboration with the Van Gogh Museum um, and in coordination with all the, the Van Gogh, you know, art installations that were going on. It was a massive hit. We were able to launch a collection that we called the United with Ukraine collection during the, um, obviously everything that's going on in Ukraine today and we're able to raise 
uh, massive amounts of money for refugee organizations and, and our, both our customer base and our team move so quickly to really support that. And so to stay relevant and, and see what's going on and try to make a difference as a company really in the mindset of focusing on your customer um, is what we, myself and Sophia, my co-founder, really try to instill in our team. Um, and you know, we think about and do everything here at Pair with that in mind. Nathan, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, absolutely, Adam. Thank you for having me. This was a ton of fun. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Google. If you want to learn more about Zendesk for Startups and our free offer, please check out our website at zendesk.com slash startups.